This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. It's the Dynasty War Zone on a Tuesday, but you're still listening to the People's Dynasty Podcast, and we are the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com, and we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter, and maybe you remember my co-host. He's out there beating hurricanes, flying on planes, and it's just glad to have him back in the United States of America. We all know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, thank you. So happy to be back. It was like a a piece of my my heart, my soul was just taken from me when I didn't get my my Randy fixes. I didn't get to talk to the people about football. And you know, I don't I, I didn't have good Wi-Fi there. I don't know if you've ever been to a resort like that. Not that you need Wi-Fi. You live in a great scenery or you're staying in a great scenery. Of course, Andrew Luck retires in the middle of that. So I actually, so Randy, you know I'm not a superhero movie guy. They played Endgame there. I saw it. I am I will save any spoilers for any of the other three people that haven't seen it like me. Uh, so I get out and I saw it and I, are you kidding me? And I, I go to text Randy and it doesn't load for two days. And then I was like, okay, I'll just not send it. But it's good to be back, man. man it's good to have you back and uh, glad you're safe and, and thoughts and prayers out to the folks of the Bahamas and the East Coast as that hurricane is really getting uh, cranked up. But I sort of remind you guys that Jerry is back, uh, but the Patreon, I, I've still been doing my level best. We talked about some interesting stuff this past week, and uh, if you want to check that out, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, do you, uh, do you happen to catch any of the Patreon while you are there? Uh, I, I tried, but like I said, the, the Wi-Fi was bad, so I kept trying to load everything. I did not want my roaming bill to be too expensive, so I, I caught up as I got back. Now, now, where did you guys stay down there in the Bahamas? In Atlantis. Atlantis, excuse me. Well, we stayed there now, a couple we, years we ago. We didn't stay in the, the fanciest part of the resort. That uh, That is a little above my pay grade, but you get to enjoy the pools and the ocean, so it was worth it. Did you do like the water slide thing through sharks? Yeah, I actually still have a killer scrape on my elbow because I slid, and at the bottom I... Because I am not graceful at all, so I scraped my arm up pretty good. Well, there's uh, there's two thumbs up for Atlantis. It's a uh, it's definitely a resort type joint, but definitely a good time. Uh, yeah, de- de- definitely good time. worth Here's it. Here's the thing: if you do decide to go there, I know this is off fantasy topic. Make sure you bring plenty of money because food is expensive. Yeah, my my wife and I we always get a room with a fridge. We're kind of health nuts anyway, and we ventured out to the local market and just bought a bunch of snacks because um, my wife's cheap. I mean, like she she squeezes a penny so hard, Abe Lincoln thinks he's in a chokehold. <laughs> but 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 anyway, <laughs> as, see that's what I missed. That's what, that's what I needed. As I as I digress. So if you hadn't you know hadn't been able to tell by tonight's show title, a little bit of news: Melvin Gordon sings the blues, and uh, divisional and seasonal previews. Uh, we got a, we got an action packed show, and that's why we're here on Tuesday. So tonight we're going to hit a lot of the news. We're going to do it in a unique fashion. And we're spending a little time on Melvin Gordon when we get to the AFC West. And then we're going to break it down. Who do we think that is going to win each division? We're going to give you some uh, defensive players of the year, offensive players of the year, MVP, stuff like that. 
And that way, tomorrow, on Wednesday, we can get into the week one new 2019 show format. Jerry, are you excited for the 2019 show format? Come on, you know I am. Dude, I, I am so fired up for 2019. But we wanted to wrap up the, I don't know, I guess the off season with a bit of a banger. So I'm just going to jump right into it, Jerry, right after a word from our friends at BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. Join a 12-team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to $999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com <clears throat> The best fantasy football leagues on the net. All right, big thanks to our friends over at BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. Jerry, I want to jump right into the AFC West, and we cannot spend too much time on any one of these teams, but uh, we'll start with the AFC West. Kansas City's running back situation. Give me your 30-second uh, snapshot. Uh, I think it's probably Damian Williams. I th- I actually, but I, I don't know. I got nothing really great for you. I would love to give you some wonderful insight. I think LaShawn McCoy is on the back end. Now they wanted to bring him in, and we've seen him with Andy Reid, but that was a long time ago. And I don't know if you have dealt with a boss from five years ago. You know, it, just because... You know, he was with him a long time ago. I don't really think he's going to be the guy. I know they said he's going to split the start. I think that's Damian Williams' job until further notice. And I think because it's Andy Reid and it's the Kansas City Chiefs system, I think he's going to succeed as long as he is healthy. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you slightly. Do, do you know the other teams that were interested in Shady McCoy? I don't. Who are they? They were the L.A. Chargers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New England Patriots, all teams that would say – uh, have a good shot at winning a Super Bowl or at least a shot at contending. Would you agree? I agree. If you were Shady McCoy, why would you choose Kansas City over one of those other three teams? You know Andy Reid. That's part of it. Or maybe they promised you a prominent role in the offense. New England couldn't do that. Or maybe Kansas City promised him the most money. I, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and pretend like I do. But I, I don't know about you, but I got a bit of an ego. I, I think a healthy ego, but an ego all the same. And Shady McCoy, like a six-time Pro Bowler, you going to go be a backup for a guy with 225 career carries? Hell no. Man, get out of here. And then Andy Reid came out on Monday, on Labor Day, and said that this is a, uh, a dual starter thing. I think for redraft, as my, uh, my you know, beloved co-host often says, it's a poop sandwich. So it's a poop sandwich that I don't own hardly any of this backfield on. Uh, I've got a little Darwin Williams, or it should be Darwin Thompson, just smushing all these guys into one person. Um, but but that's what, what I'm looking at. As far as Oakland, don't have a whole lot of news. Can you believe Oakland's the quietest team in this division? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Who would have thought? Uh, Who would have thought? is rolling over in his grave right now. I know. Uh, Denver. The only thing I really had on Denver is Drew Locke, uh, second-round rookie out of Missouri, heading to IR. Uh, Jerry, are you using this as an opportunity to scoop Drew Locke in Dynasty? It's sort of like when – You know, everybody hated on Daniel Jones and Randy sat there and told you this is a quarterback. This is a super flex league. You know, you need to scoop this guy. Same sort of thing. Is Joe Flacco here? Here, You want to play the question game, Randy? Is Joe Flacco going to be the starting quarterback for the the future of the Denver Broncos? Uh, 50-50 at best. Yeah. And is he how long do you think? 
I think Joe Flacco actually, if you haven't listened to all the hot take hotlines, a little sneak preview, I said Joe Flacco this year is going to put up more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think Joe Flacco is going to play quite well in offensive coordinator Nick Scangrello's offense. So I, I think Joe Flacco will play fine, but I also don't mind Drew Locke getting the, the redshirt year. And if you're a rebuilder in a super flex league and you've got a, uh, a Frank Gore, a LaShawn McCoy, a Larry Fitzgerald, an aging veteran that's got a name, and you can find a somewhat quasi-contender, and you can offer that guy, that you know player that may have one to two years left, for a Drew Locke, why not? You're already in rebuild mode. Remember our friend Shane P. Hallam, embrace the suck. If you're rebuilding, you're rebuilding. You're not trying to win or look respectable. You're just trying to acquire assets and move on down the road. Uh, Jerry, I got a couple. We're going to save the big one for last. Old Melvin Gordon. Uh... L.A. Chargers, GM Tom Telesco said that they have pulled their offer off the table and they will not negotiate with Melvin Gordon now until after the season. What kind of corner is Melvin backed into? The same corner that we've been talking about. These running backs don't have the leverage, and yet they think they do. And I don't, I don't understand what it is. I, can, you can wait and get your long-term contract. Do you, honestly, Randy, do you think they wouldn't sign him at the end of the year? Do you think they would let him go if he plays this year? Uh, they can still franchise him. He he, he is double screwed. I mean, he, he can he can literally set, and all he's doing is costing himself money. He's I think he makes three hundred grand a game, if I remember correctly, something like that, three thirty a game, and that's money you will never recoup as a running back, especially as a twenty six year old running back. I know you want to be quote unquote pay what you're worth, and the kids say get the bag, but this is you acting like a complete jackass. My opinion, it's not insulting to be offered $10 million-ish a year. It's not insulting to be offered to be paid the fourth or fifth highest amongst your position group in the NFL. I, I'm glad you got an ego too, but I've, I've been down this road with him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anything else on MG? No, I mean, here's my question. You touching him in redraft? Because I'm, I'm a bit of a gambler, so when, when players like him start slipping, I do take him and I just make sure I take Eckler around earlier. But is that your style, or are you just you're not even touching it? I uh, I passed on him a couple times in, in some redrafts. He went in the fourth of one draft and then the fifth of the other. Now, I took him in the fourth of our uh, rock out with our mock out, but, I mean, you don't have to. If, if, if you're doing it right, you just don't have to. And it's one thing to do it in a mock draft. It's another thing to do it when the, when the rounds are live, if you will. So I, I couldn't do it. But I do want to spend a minute on his uh, his teammate, Keenan Allen. He did have an off-season ankle procedure. I can't find a lot of news. I've kicked it through Twitter. I've kicked it through the internet. Can't find a lot, but, you know, more to come maybe, on that. Maybe that says something, though. You know, just make sure that – well, I'm, I'm, we'll get to some other, you know, players here in a bit. But I've not heard anything, nothing positive or negative. But, again, make sure you're monitoring practice reports. And if, you know, Keenan doesn't go or if Keenan seems limited – I will tell you that Mike Williams might be a play in daily. Uh, just to you know, throw that out there a little bit earlier. NFC East, I'm excuse me, the NFC West. Oh, before we go, Jerry, who are you taking out of this division to win it? Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Any wild cards coming out of this division? I do have the Chargers coming out of this division. Then uh, bartender, make that a double. I am. Uh, I'm going with both those same teams in that same order. Kansas City will win the division. L.A. Chargers will win the first wild card. I have them as my 
fifth seed. All right, so let's kick it over to the NFC West. The LA Rams, not a whole lot of news, but I will say they cut John Kelly and one other running back. And if memory serves me correctly, they're only carrying John, uh, Malcolm Brown. They are carrying Todd Gurley and Daryl Henderson. What's that tell you about Mr. Uh, Gurley's knees? Uh, like maybe that was a little bit overblown early in the se- off season. Man, I, I'm taking big swings trying to uh, pick up Mr. Gurley in a, in a couple of leagues. Maybe I can get that done before this show hits the airwaves. Uh, Seattle. So this my only note on Seattle. We just talked about Keenan Allen. Uh, it's reported that uh, DK Metcalf already practicing off of a little knee procedure. And that's why I got like an eyebrow raised on Keenan because DK's already practicing. He's a guy that I'm slowly coming around on. I don't know that I would, would draft him in a redraft. But he's someone you got to consider in daily. Um, I mean, the wide receiver options in Seattle outside of Tyler Lockett are pretty gross. So, And I will say this before I throw it to Jerry on Seattle. And Jerry, you can hit Seattle and Arizona. Uh, I'm also gobbling up Travis Homer everywhere that I can. Nothing against Chris Carson or Rashad Penny. I think Rashad Penny's a lazy turd there. I said it. I love Chris Carson. <laughs> Not the healthiest guy around. And uh, I like Travis uh, Homer's pass-catching profile. So uh, what about you on Seattle and then take it over to Arizona? No, I I think you were you hit the nail on the head with DK Metcalf. He was a dude that as a prospect I wasn't a huge fan of, and I'm st- sort of buying him. He's just one of those guys that seems like he's going to fit Russell Wilson. Keep an eye on him. Even – I don't even need to see a ton in the first game he plays. If he ends up with three or four catches for 40 yards, you know, I I'm going to be trying to scoop him up, put him at the back end of my redraft rosters, just because there will be one of those games where he blows up and that value is going to spike. Um, that running back room. Yeah. I mean, if we have to bring up Travis Homer, you know, it's sort of a headache. It, it, we just, we know that's going to be, they're going to run the ball. They're going to be okay at it, or they're going to be good at it. Let me correct myself. But it's going to be a headache. It's going to be a headache all year. That's just what it's going to be. Let's talk about Arizona. The most, I don't know, polarizing young team in the league. One of them outside of Cleveland, of course. Uh, Randy, you love Kyler Murray, don't you? Jerry, I do not. That, yeah. th- 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 that is uh, what's known as a lie. I-, I do not. I do not love Mr. Mr. Kyler Murray, but allegedly this offense per running back Chase Edmonds, who tweeted this, we've only seen a very vanilla first look, and I, I really don't care. Uh, I'm going to get more into Kyler Murray later in the show. Um, the head coach got fired from his alma mater. You know how hard it is to get fired from your alma mater in college? And not even just his alma mater. He was the quarterback. He was the star quarterback for that team when he went to Texas Tech. I mean, th- that's what I'm saying. So I, I, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And then San Francisco, not really a whole bunch of news. Jarek McKinnon to IR. Um, I, womp, womp, yeah, womp. yeah, f- fired up. I, uh, I, I'm all about that Matt Breda action. I don't know about you, but I, I am a big fan of him. I don't think Tevin Coleman showed a ton. Any, anything else on the uh, the NFC West before? Oh, who you got winning this division? Uh, I have the Rams winning this division, but as far as the 49ers go, I'm just sort of sitting tight when it, when it comes to redraft. It, Cause I think one of these wide receivers outside of George Kittle will sort of pick it up a little bit. I don't want to say they'll explode or it'll break out or anything, but they will be viable options, you know, as bi-week fill-ins. Uh, uh, but I don't really have the Rams. That's pretty easy. 
Any uh, wild cards coming out of this division? I do not. Same. I just have the Rams oh, winning. Oh, I lied. I lied. Right to your face, Randy. I have the Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. I uh, are, are you, I have you, the you, Seahawks as a wild card. You're writing all these down. You know what we call that, right, Jerry? That's a writer downer. Yeah, Write I, that I down. I actually have them written, written down, and I still missed it. Jerry, you're fired. I was actually glad to have you back. All right, let's kick it over to the AFC East. Uh, kick it off with the defending champion New England Patriots. The news I have there is a rookie first rounder in Keel Harry is uh, going to the IR. Uh, any concerns there long term for in Keel? I mean, as you always say, it's a it's an eyebrow raised. You know, we've been hearing about this all off season. Now it's gotten to this point, which means it's something serious. They you don't pick a dude in the first round and put him on the IR before he even sees a regular season game if it's not something. So, yeah, uh, it has to be. I don't know how it can. I mean, he had his issues as a prospect to begin with, and now this is happening. It's I don't know. And what are his, what are his outlooks without Tom Brady there too? So there's, there's sort of a smaller window of this dude to potentially blow up and be that elite guy. And even if he does end up being tit and they get a new quarterback and they've got old Marcus Mariota-esque throwing the ball to him and you're staring at Corey Davis, you're not going to be as happy as you were when you took him one-on-one. Yeah, you, you're, you're in Keel Harry value, already taken a beating. Uh, but he's a guy that midseason I'm going to try to buy, hey, maybe for a 2023rd. And when that owner says, hey, this guy was the 101 or 103, I'm going to say, cool story, bro. But let me read you off a list of 2020 guys that I'm going to be drafting ahead of him, like Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, T. Higgins, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, C.D. Lamb, and just keep reading that list on and on and on and on. You know, do you want part of this action, or do, or do you want to hold on to Inkeel Harry? That, that's kind of how I would be trying to to buy him. But not good news. If, if you're an Inkeel owner, your uh, your share just took a hit. Miami, man, they fleeced the Houston Texans. My goodness, they've got they got a like a cornerback, a defensive back, the starting left tackle from Houston, a 2020 first, a 2021 first, a 2021 second for Laramie Tunsil, uh, Kenny Stills, and like a 2024th and a 2021 fifth, something like that. Jerry, how bad did Miami rob Houston? They got to work on their dynasty trades, my friend, you know. They don't listen to the war zone. They don't listen to Dynasty Trades HQ on the DFF network. That's their problem. You 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 send a whole sack of nickels. That's what you got. You got a sack of nickels. I man, I I think Houston absolutely got fleeced. I'm going to cover them when we get to the AFC South. But good for Miami. And I tell you, you got to keep an eye on these Miami wide receivers. Is what Albert Wilson going to suit up week one? Holy, I almost cursed. Holy shit. Devontae Parker's actually healthy. You know, what's what's undrafted rookie Preston Williams going to do? You know, can Mike Gusecki break out? There, there is so many unknowns and so much potential upside in this offense just because, A, I like offensive coordinator uh, Chad O'Shea, uh, and I like Brian Flores as a head coach. So this is just one to keep an eye on. I don't think I'm starting any of these guys outside of uh, Kenyon Drake in a head-to-head league as like an RB2-3 flex range type guy. Going all yeah. over to Buffalo. J- Jerry, did you hear anything about Devin Singletary happen? Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, he turned into the great messiah while I was gone. Uh, yeah, so Shady's out. 
you know, he's, I think Frank Gore is going to get the look at first until people realize that he's still Frank Gore and he's however old he is, 34, 36, 108, however old Frank Gore is, you know, and he'll get you the boring three yards. Occasionally he'll get you seven and then Devin Singletary will rip off a long one like Nick Chubb did last year. And they'll go, well, maybe we should give this guy a little more looks. Uh, I feel like you have been uh, talking high praises of Devin Singletary and you might've hit that one out of the park, amigo. Well, it, it goes back to my just one of my base philosophies that I always stick to, and I'm I'm not. This is by by no means a victory lap. The kid could take the job and fall. Pants. He at one hundred percent could fall flat on his face and most certainly poop his pants. But it came out today that the uh, head coach, I think it's Bean, Billy Bean, something Bean, Jelly Bean. I don't know, but he came out today talking about how you know this is Devin's job. You know, they want to see Devin in this offense. And I know Frank Gore is going to get some touches. I know that TJ Yeldon's going to get some work. I dig it. But this is why I draft. Look, look at the, the, the two of the last three stories. We talked about New England with Inkiel Harry and Devin Smith. So, and just go back over the last few years. Josh Doxson, cut. Laquan Treadwell, cut. Corey Davis, struggling in a bad offense. If this is not proof enough for you that even if you get quote-unquote told that you're reaching for a running back, you watch me ever draft a pass catcher again. Now, if a guy like you know that I just think can't miss, like a TJ Hawkinson falls to me, game on. But if you drafted Devin Singletary in the second and, and or third round of your draft, you're hitting the cha-ching button right now. You're cash register all day long. But if you're a good team, now you've got a quote-unquote feature back. I think he gets sixty percent of the work. I, I think he does great, and I've already been offered a twenty twenty first for a share, and I'm passing. I'm really intrigued to this offense, so uh, very excited. And in the New York Jets, Maya, the the, the fighting Memphises, you could call them. You know what a Jets fan I've been, Jerry? Yes, you have. You uh, are the lead conductor of that train. <laughs> you got that right. Uh, so I got the Patriots winning this division. How about you? And do you have any wild cards in this division? Patriots. That's it. Patriots For sure this time final answer Patriots this time final answer well I've got the Patriots winning the, the division that's uh death taxes Patriots win the east but I'm going out on a limb and the New York Jets are going to win the second wild card they're going to be the sixth seed oh. they, they, they are in a five-way tie for the second easiest strength of schedule of any team in the NFL so they play a great schedule do you, do you know that they, they don't go any further west they travel no further west than Cincinnati and they play no games outside of the Eastern time zone. That is going to pay dividends late in the season. Also, that's outrageous. That's cr- and, and then, then on the exact opposite, and go look at Oakland. I mean, they're, they're going to London. They went to Ontario. I mean, th- their schedule is brutal. But because of that, and, and I, really like, I really like this offense, I uh, predicted it on the Aussie Guys podcast that the Jets will go 9-7 and seven and win that last wild card spot. want to get over to the NFC East. You know, the New York Giants really don't have a lot. Nothing there. You? Mm-mm. Nothing there. Uh, Philly? Uh, don't have a ton. Deshaun Jackson, I guess, has a broken finger. Could limit him early. I've not really got much exposure to him outside of best ball. How about you? No. No, no, no. And another bit of good news is a, a Jerry personal favorite came out uh, on Labor Day that head coach Jay Gruden said that uh, the majority of the touches are going to go through Darius Geis. How about that, Jerry? I will take it. Listen, speak the truth, my friend. Don't you lie to me. Don't you tease me like that. 
He should be. In the same instance that we were talking about Devin Singletary and Buffalo, you have a young core. You don't know what you have. Let the young guy play. I mean, Darius Geis is still young. I mean, he's younger than most of the rookies that are coming out. Let the man be violent like he is because he comes with a force, and that's why I just love him. I want to watch him play. Let me see that dude get the li- I don't need to see 34-year-old Adrian Peterson. I know he's going to be productive in the same sort of way that Frank Gore is. Let me see the young gun. Let me see what you actually have. Let's see how your core, your foundation for the future really is. And it's Darius, guys. So let's see that boy run. Bingo. And sneak preview of what you're going to see in the regular season show. We always do it where we're right and where we're wrong. Uh, Jerry and I definitely like to take a victory lap when we need to, and but we'll definitely own it when we're wrong. I miss this, man. I didn't think Darius guys would be ready. So many complications, but good for him because if you follow him on social media, he seems like a genuinely good dude. Zeke. Zeke's still holding out. One minute they're close, and then the next minute they hate each other. It's like an on-again, off-again, bad relationship. Jerry, you got any of those friends like that on uh, Facebook where they're always breaking up and getting back together with their ex? <laughs> no, those people got blocked a long time ago. I got no time for the games. Currently, Dallas is the trailer park of the NFL. <laughs> Man, we'll cover more of that on uh, the regular season show because I don't want to get too deep into this because we're going to sit here and break down Dallas and Tony Pollard and then the next thing you know, he'll sign and we'll look like a bunch of dum-dums. That's the tough thing about podcasting. We're delivering yesterday's news tomorrow. So <laughs> that's, the be- that's the best quote you've said. So uh, I stole that. Uh, so so I do want to talk about Amari. Amari, uh, you know, he did. He has been practicing. He practiced on Monday, so he looks like he's full speed ahead. You, uh, Who you got winning this division, and do you have any wild cards here? I have the Eagles winning it, and I do not have any wild cards. What do you think about Amari, redraft-wise? You taking him? I, I, just, I took him, he's going, I took him I, in the mock-out. I, I took him in the mock-out. I took him uh, with the 301. Uh, don't give me the mock-out. I mean, you've got... You're in a home league with your closest friends, and he's uh-huh. on the clock, and you're hit, you need a wide where, receiver. Where, where, where am I at? Uh, where wherever he's going context where, matters jerry context is king where where do you think he's going right through the third i no, i i saw him go last night mid third all right you taking him there i hate i hate to be the hedge guy it's going to depend on who else i got uh, is he okay. is he going to be my wide receiver one no now if i if I, i've got if i've even got, if you have two good stud running backs even if i've got two good stud running backs i would much rather try to take a julian edelman uh, someone like that, someone much more stable. I don't like a boom-bust wide receiver one. Now, if I had had something where I had like the 109 and I got James Conner and on the way back I got, you know, uh, shit, Michael Mike Evans, and then on the way back I can take him as like my, my uh, wide receiver two, sure. Okay, th- now we're talking. But I cannot have him be my lead dog. I, my lead dog has to be consistent. I've got to, you know, I, I can't get three points one week and 49 the one week. I love the 49, but I can't handle the three. You know, it has to be smoothed out. Does that make sense? Yep. Nope. I think I'm exactly where you're at with him. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I... I'm sure like a lot of people are in that same boat. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I think I would rather have Stefan Diggs, and it seems like he's... I've been picking a lot of Diggs in that same sort of range. Now, can you dig that? Uh, that that's from our friends, the fellas. I actually, oh. ha- I actually have the Philadelphia Eagles. They are also one of the teams with the uh, bottom, or I guess a top ten, if you're going by the easiest factor. They've got a really good schedule, a much easier schedule than Dallas. So I have Philly winning the division, 
but I have Dallas as one of my two wild cards. So Philly and Dallas for me. Gonna head over to the dirty, dirty, the dirty South, the AFC. I'll start with my Colts. Uh, they gave Jacoby Brissett some cash. Uh, they two, did. They, they two gave years, Brian 30, Hoyer some cash. Two years, thirty million dollars. I think that kind of pisses all over the Chad Kelly love. Yeah, that got gross pee on it too. He's he's got the IQ of a shovel. So I mean, he's breaking into people's houses, peeing on their couches. Speaking of pee, um, but I, I love it. And, and and if and if you can catch a a, a superflex owner slipping, you just found out who the Colts quarterback more than likely is for the next year or two. So you know what? Any quarterback in a superflex is valuable. I'm already kicking those tires. Uh, anything with that with uh, the Colts and Brissett? No, I th- I think you're right on that. I still think Marlon Mack's good. I'm I'm all aboard the Marlon Mack train. I think they're going to lean on him. Not only is Marlon Mack good, you know what? Last I heard that you know they've got three first round and a second round uh, draft pick on that offensive line between Anthony Costanzo, Ryan Kelly. Uh, the ultra cool Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith. That's a lot of draft capital. So if the offensive line's good, hey, if you go around and look at some of the best running backs in the league, they usually have some of the best offensive lines to boot. Like, uh, I don't know, Zeke Elliott. Not saying that Mac's going to be Zeke, but Mac running behind a, a stud offensive line should sure make a life a little bit smoother. Speaking of uh, running backs, Jacksonville Jaguars signed uh, Divine Azigbo. Uh, he was cut by the New Orleans Saints, and I think that's the primary guy I want backing up Leonard Fournette. I know Raquel Armstead's still there. They put my boy Blue, uh, yeah, Blue uh, Alfred Blue, on the IR. But outside of that, kind of quiet in Jacksonville. They also signed Keelan Doss, who was cut by the Raiders. That's kind of a meh. You know, if you deep dynasty and you want to stash those guys, you stashing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was not a huge Azigbo guy, but if he's going to be – sort of that backup behind Fournette. I def I actually like him much more now than I did as a prospect or as a New Orleans Saint. Uh but as far as the Jaguars go, what's your take on Didi? Cuz he sort of got peppered by Nick Foles in the preseason. And he's one of those later guys that I I've I really love been, him. I've been going after. I, I absolutely love him as like a wide receiver 3-4. I, see, uh, I love that. that it, just... it, as a, like a three, like if like you mentioned earlier, stacking some stud running backs, like maybe you got James Conner at the 109 and then came back around and got like Dalvin Cook with like the 203 or four, whatever that pick would be. And then, you know, a couple of rounds you know, later, you wound up with like Cooper Cup and D.D. Westbrook and maybe one other wide receiver. That That's a, yeah, that, that that's a good stack. That's what I'm saying. He just, uh, he just looked at him all the time and I was not a DD guy I have him on my oldest Debbie team and but I I always try and flip him and now I am glad that nobody was buying because I'm happy he's gonna sit right on Papa's roster I hate it when you call yourself Papa Tennessee but I love it when they call me Big Papa uh, Tennessee I really don't have a bunch um, I will say this I do not have them in the wild card and I do not have them winning the the division spoiler alert but I will say this I will pivot I will say this right now as a bonus hot take. If Ryan Tannehill starts 13 or more games for the Tennessee Titans, they will win this division. So I don't have a winning the division right now, but if they bench Mariota or for some reason Mariota gets hurt, which can does and will happen, I, I would pivot to the Tennessee Titans. And then Houston, oh my God. You know, for all the shit that Adam Gase caught for making a couple of moves as the interim uh, GM before they hired Joe Douglas and a few years ago. Remember when Chip Kelly absolutely like destroyed the uh, the Eagles? Yeah. Bill O'Brien said, hold my beer. Watch this move. 
I mean, do you know that between 2018, 2020, and 2021, they will have not made a first or a second round pick? Yeah, that's outrageous. That is bananas. I mean, they're trying to keep Deshaun Watson alive. But they, they but, know hold, if he goes down, they're done for. But they didn't even extend. They, they didn't even extend Laramie Tunsil. No, I mean, I hear you. But it, that's they just brought a good body in. But yeah, J- J- Jerry, I, they're, you're they're ma- playing the short term. They're the guy that's like, you know, last year was trading for Larry to win the title. They wanted Larry Fitzgerald, and he's sort of. They're just they're throwing it all in. Jerry, you you are a manager at a pretty nice restaurant. Let me ask you a question: Can you manage the restaurant and cook? Can Not you do well. can, can you do both well? I can't do either of them well. Exactly. No, no, no. Can you manage the restaurant and host? Yeah. Can you do both well? Not not can, well. Can, no. can you manage the restaurant and serve? No. So you're getting my point. It's real hard to be. And now, no, no, let's amplify that. Now you're managing fifty three, basically six figure employees. Some of them seven and eight figure employees. And you're getting very little help. You turned the former team chaplain into a vice president. I'm telling you, in two years, when they have to figure out, and I know they have a bunch of cap space next year, this is going to be a show for whoever ends up being the GM. Some guys can do the GM thing pretty well, like Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. They've done a bit of both pretty well. But this is going to be an absolute mess. But yet, here I am picking Houston to win the division. Jerry, who do you have winning this division? You already know it's the Texans. It was going to be the Colts. Uh, it but, was going to be the Colts. Uh, but unfortunately, with Jacoby, instead of luck, I have to pivot. But again, remember that if Tannehill starts 13 or more, I will take the Titans. All right, let's go over to the most drama-free division going into week one. That I, I got nothing on the on the Saints, nothing really on the Buccaneers, and nothing on Atlanta. Anything on those three teams? News wise, yeah, no, they're they're just playing football. They're God ready. bless the South. <laughs> you know, I, I have obviously I have obviously ties to that, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, my my one story that I do have on Carolina uh, is Cam Newton. He's back to practicing. I don't think you have to worry about him. I don't know that I would be in a huge hurry to rush him out for like a DFS, but in seasonal head to head matchups, man, fire away. That's that's where I'm at. Uh, I've actually got New Orleans winning this division, and I have uh, the, the the Falcons out of Hotlanta as my other wild card. Uh, anything for you out of uh, this division, Jerry? Mine are flipped. I got Atlanta winning, and I got the Saints as a wild card. I do not hate that at all. Uh, uh, but what else I don't hate, and you're not going to hate either, is a, a quick message from our friends at the DynastyFootballFactory.com. And wait, wait for it, DraftKings. Check this out. Fantasy football season is here, and we have partnered up with DraftKings to bring you a factory sports membership for free. All you have to do is go to dynastyfootballfactory.com forward slash shop and follow the instructions. That's right. You'll get our year-round content, exclusive members-only access to the Factory Sports Slack channel, full access to articles from every department, and all the other great features in our memberships. All for $20, which you can then enter into contests to potentially win even more. We are super excited to bring you this deal. If you want access right away, go to DynastyFootballFactory.com forward slash shop and follow the instructions. Eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, how about that, Jerry? A little uh, DraftKings Dynasty Fantasy Football action. 
Uh, that is a way at my wallet. You guys can come take my money because if there's one thing I love, it's gambling. Uh, no, Jerry, it's 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 a uh, it, it favors the skilled mind. Listen, uh, I'm a I'm a poker player at heart. I know. I know. I know. All right. Well, speaking of skill, let's talk about the highly touted uh, Cleveland uh, Browns. Really don't have a lot. I did enjoy Baker's appearance on Stone Cold Steve Austin's new show. Uh, on the uh, ESPN, not ESPN, excuse me, USA Network, uh, straight up Stone Cold or whatever it is, uh, enjoyed that. B- B- Baker is very likable when he's not talking about teammates or fellow quarterbacks or in general. And, and his new uh, his new insurance commercials also pretty funny. My only Cleveland note was uh, they they did sign Eli Mack to the uh, practice squad. That's Eli McGuire from the Jets. Anything on Cleveland? No, I I like Baker, man. He's He's like the future of, I don't know, funny commercials. That's the, that's the yeah, I I, I, I would agree. He's going to be the uh, the new member. Peyton Manning cut that meat, cut that meat. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you know, I, I from a from a dynasty and a fantasy football and a redraft standpoint, you know, um, my best comparison to him right now is like I think he could be like a Philip Rivers, consistent QB one. But as a guy, as a bro, as the kind of guy we want to hang out with. Man, I, I I like some Baker. He's a he's a he's a funny guy. I just think he has some maturing to do as it relates to uh, to being a leader. But that's neither here nor there. The Baltimore Ravens. The only thing I really got they had an IR release of Kenneth Dixon. Uh, he had a fractured knee of all things. So I don't think we're. To, I, I'm done with Kenneth Dixon. Uh, it's one of those. I was done with Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon. I just can't. I, I, for the longest time. time, for like the last three seasons, it was like I just I can't quit you. Um, Pittsburgh really nothing, and then Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Eight. When was the last time we didn't have any news for Pittsburgh? Well, I think ever since they traded Antonio Brown, yeah, to be dead right. honest with you. Uh, and then Cincinnati, A.J. Green still in, in DOS boot. That's not good. Yeah, it's not. And he's, he's slipping in redraft leagues, and I've sort of been taking him. I know it's not the best move, but usually I have my wide receiver core pretty set up, and he's just sort of a flex, and I can wait a month if I have to. Yeah. You? I, no? I, you, you, you hate eh, it? Eh, I, I mean... Here's the thing. Let's say that he finally sheds the boot and you know starts doing some team activities after week three, which is kind of the current you know prognosis. So then he gets up and running, and he you know maybe finally appears in a game in like week five. Well, he's got to get back in game shape. So before he gets really good, I mean, I think you're week seven, midway through the season. See, here's my thing. I agree. In a in a vacuum. Uh, as far as production for AJ Green goes, but the moment that dude becomes healthy, and the moment that dude is going to play in the football game, you can sell him for a profit. I, d- I don't think that's any in in redraft at least in dynasty. You've you've you have to have already accepted the hit that is AJ Green. But when it comes to redraft, especially in home leagues, because guess where your your brother in law that doesn't love football but still knows AJ Green's name. The moment you send that trade, thank you. I, I'll be honest. At this point in Dynasty, if he comes back and plays and plays well as a 31-year-old, hey, first of all, good for him. And second of all, I hope he gets a nice contract in the offseason. I know that before the ankle injury, they were negotiating with both him and Tyler Boyd, and this injury has you know, kind of cost him his extension, which really sucks for him. But if you know he comes back, plays well, there's your cell window. Because remember, Jordy Nelson went to Oakland and all but disappeared and played one year and then got cut and is now retired. Man, tell me if that doesn't feel like A.J. Green's next 18 to 24 months. 
Exactly my point. That's so if the so, so moment he gets in a game, bye. I mean, at this point with that 2020 draft class that I was just rattling off some names of, especially for a, a 2020 class where you're in a league of super flex and tight end, it, you know what? Bite the bullet. Send A.J. Green in a third just trying to get a 2020 first from a contender. Because you know what? That might be a deal you can do. Maybe a, a contender loses a wide receiver because it's going to happen. You just got to be very strategic with how you unload A.J. Green. It can't be a fire sale. Too, too many of those. And then, Jerry, we've got another real quick uh, and quiet division. I really don't have much on Green Bay and Chicago, which makes sense. They're the Thursday night game. They'll be playing in two days from the day of the release of this show. <laughs> and I, I know you are excited. Minnesota, really nothing. Also quiet up there in uh, Canada South, as I like to call it. And then Detroit. They signed J.D. McKissick. Uh, he was cut by the Seattle Seahawks. Pretty much known for his pass catching, I believe, if I remember correctly. He's got more career receptions than rushes. Does this bother you as a big carry-on in Hawaii blue, Honolulu blue? See, you got it good. See? See? Uh, no, not really. I don't think J.D. McKissick is all that good. And I think Ty Johnson already has that role. He showed flashes in the preseason, so I think he's going to be that guy. Uh, all, all the, the worries I had about carry on, uh, they're all still the same. I don't think it tipped it one way or the other. CJ is going to get some looks. Ty Johnson will get a couple of receptions. Carry on. will get a nice workload. Not, not one that matches his redraft ADP, but he'll be good. He'll, he should. Get, he went at the 301 last night in my, you know, my 15, 16, 17, whatever year league. He went at the 301 and I was like, good googly moogly. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand it if you're like a carry-on guy, which as a talent, I am. But as taking him at 301, probably like RB11 or 12 or something, I just, that's that's risky business for me. That's an RB. I I have him safely as my RB15. And I don't get butt hurt. I think the Lions are doing you a favor. I think any rep that C.J. Anderson, that Ty Johnson – that even J.D. McKissick or anyone else takes is one more rep that's going to keep Carrion Johnson from breaking down. He is not Lev Bell. He is not Saquon Barkley. He is not Christian McCaffrey. He is a guy that if he gets 50 to 55, maybe even 60% of the running back touches, and by touches I mean rushes and receptions, you will be very, very happy. And remember, this is a shit stain of an offense. Sorry, Jerry, not here to hurt you. But, I, I mean, so I think it's going to be a slow pace of play. I don't think they're going to score a bunch. Just so feels, it's just safe feels, to say you don't have us winning the division. Though. I do not. I have Green Bay winning the division. and because, and And because I've already got Dallas and I've already got Atlanta as my wild card. Only team from this division. You? I only have one team in the division making the playoffs and that is the division winner and that is the minnesota vikings sorry bears well we we both don't like the bears but before we uh we start wrapping the, you know wrapping up the divisions and everything uh, i forgot to mention that i had pittsburgh winning the afc north what about you who'd you have winning uh, the north uh same thing and i have the browns as a wild card you know it was but for me personally it was between the browns and the jets as my wild card um but the the 
Browns just play a tough-ass schedule. They've got to play Seattle. They've got to play the L.A. Rams. They played Pittsburgh twice. They played Baltimore twice. And even though Cincinnati was a crap show last year and they whooped up on them twice, I don't think it's going to be that easy this time. Baker's not going to have the Hugh Jack. Uh, I start to say Hugh Jackman Wolverine. You're not beating Wolverine, even if you are Baker Mayfield. Um, but the Hugh, the, Hugh, uh, the Hugh Jackson you know, chip on his shoulder. And those Cincinnati-Cleveland games are you know pretty tough. Don't know what Zach Taylor and this new Bengals thing's going to look like. So I think Cleveland's got a really tough schedule, tougher than than, than you may think. So because of that, I think uh, the Jets edge them out. So it's it's Pittsburgh. So, Jerry, I'm going to let you take a, a quick second and uh, recap your AFC, and then I'll recap my AFC. So I have the Patriots winning the AFC East. I got, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs winning the West. The North is the Steelers. Sorry, Browns fans. I know you're just riding the hype, but at least I got you in the wild card, so I didn't fully break your heart. And as far as the AFC South goes, Houston Texans, sorry, Randy, I really wanted it to be the Colts, man. You know I love me some luck. And here's the thing. Now, luckily, I was on vacation, so most of my redraft drafts got pushed back the week, so I didn't bite the bullet on that Andrew Luck. Uh, and as far as my other AFC wild card, that is the Los Angeles Superchargers. And who do you have coming out of the AFC to represent in the Super Bowl? The team that is always in the damn Super Bowl, Randy. That is the New England Patriots and touchdown Tom Brady. The ultra handsome. You know, he was the original ultra handsome quarterback. Touchdown, the thing, he's a good follow on Twitter. He's sort of funny, and I hate it that he's funny. I, I, I agree. As, as a Colts fan who watched him and Uncle Bill rough up my Colts during the Peyton Manning years and even the Andrew Luck years, it's hard to root for him, but it's hard not to. He seems like such a genuinely cool dude. In the AFC, I've got the Chiefs in the West, Houston begrudgingly in the South. And, you know, when you mentioned Andrew Luck, it got me thinking, you know, that's probably why Bill O'Brien's going all in. He's thinking, hey, no Andrew Luck. You know, I've, I've got to go all in and win this division and, you know, try to make hay in the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter. Just like the Colts did last year, someone's going to go into your house and whoop you. Uh, in the north, I got the Steelers. In the east, obviously, I've got the fighting, you know, Tom Brady's. Uh, my wild card one is the L.A. Chargers. And my wild card two, the New York Jets uh, with Adam Gase and those goo, goo, googly eyes. And I have Kansas City managing to overcome overthrow touchdown Tommy and Uncle Bill to win the AFC conference. So Jerry, you want to wrap up your NFC and who will the New England Patriots per Jerry face in the Super Bowl? All right, so in the East, I have the Eagles because I like the Eagles. They are have a plethora of offensive talent. Uh coming out of the West, I have the Los Angeles Rams again, last year's NFC champion. I do not have them as this year's NFC champion though. Spoiler alert. The NFC North champ is the Minnesota Kirk Cousins. And in the South, I have the Atlanta Falcons. And out of that same division, the New Orleans Saints, because Drew Breesis does what Drew Breesis does, and that is win football games. And the other wild card is the Seattle Seahawks. But the Atlanta Falcons, the rematch, Patriots, Falcons, are we talking about who our Super Bowl champion is, Randy? Yeah, Can man. It? Break it on down. Who's your Super Bowl champion? Because we're going we're to start talking a little bit of a, some player awards and get to a little fantasy stuff here in just a second. 
with the redemption, they learn their lesson. They don't choke 28 to three. The Atlanta Falcons are going to win the 2019 Super Bowl. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. Uh, in the NFC West, I have the LA Rams. I just think this team is being under undervalued. Uh, I know it's kind of hard to say considering they were the runner-up in the Super Bowl last year, but I just don't they, not hearing a lot about them. Uh, in the South, the Dirty South, I got New Orleans. In the North, I've got the Packers. In the East, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles. The Wild Card One in the NFC for me is Hotlanta, and the Wild Card Two is Dallas. And at the end of the day, I think the LA Rams are going to go have that fateful rematch when, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the NFL will be extremely excited because that, that would be such an awesome Super that Bowl. would be such an awesome Super Bowl. Points up, points of plenty, tons of action in Vegas. I don't think the NFL wants any more of that, and I really believe these are the uh, the the two teams to beat. Still believe in the boy wonder McVay. So I have got the L.A. Rams winning the Super Bowl because Andy Reid, womp, womp. You can put up a lot of fantasy points for us, but eh, I don't think you can win it when it matters the most. So listen, we're going to get into some uh, some individual awards real quick to wrap the show up. But before we do, you still have enough time to go check out our friends over at Trophy Smack. Let's uh, see what they have to say. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today and not only will you get the best trophies in the game today you can get a free championship ring up to a 59.99 value by entering in the promo code dwz ring you pick out your trophy which one do you like you put it in the cart you add the ring to the cart you had the promo code DWZ ring makes the ring free and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring and let's have a big season. All right, big thanks to our friends over at Trophy Smack, one of our oldest and longest sponsors here on the Dynasty Warzone. So real quick, Jerry, let's uh, let's cycle through some individual awards. Uh, my MVP is Saqu- not Saquon Barkley. He's my Offensive Player of the Year. My MVP is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, will he go for 5050 Probably not, but I think he's going to have a really good year. And I've already got Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. So my Offensive Player of the Year, Barkley, I love that improved offensive line. I think you're only going to see more and more of this guy. Uh, I think he'll get a Kamara or Christian McCaffrey type workload in the receiving game, even more than last year, and he'll still be a beast on the ground. My defensive player of the year is Darius Leonard, bit of a homer pick, but man, this guy was an all pro as a rookie. Looks great in camp. I love him for the Colts. Uh, My offensive rookie of the year is going to be Miles Sanders. I think offensive rookies of the year tend to come from winning teams or popular teams that's Philadelphia I've got them losing actually in the NFC championship game to the Rams but I think Miles Sanders is going to be your offensive rookie of the year my defensive player rookie of the year is going to be Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars this kid looks nasty I've watched a couple of Jags preseason games been watching him on their Instagram Woof, Jerry he could be a beast and then my coach of the year it's Sean McVay 
I love me some Sean McVay. So, Jerry, uh, give us your rundown. All right. Randy, I cannot have a hot take like the Atlanta Falcons winning the Super Bowl and getting their revenge over the New England Patriots if the MVP is not Matt Ryan. So I am going to just go full-fledged into that and say Matt Ryan. Uh, The Offensive Player of the Year, I also picked Saquon Barkley because he is a magician for more reasons than any of us could come up with in the next hour if we tried to ramble them all. Uh, The uh, Defensive Player of the Year, guess what, Randy? I picked the same guy too, Darius Leonard. I mean, the defense is going to Jer- be on Jerry, the field. Jerry, when I sent you the show notes, I said to copy my homework, but don't make it obvious. Yeah, sorry, bud. I, hey, I misspelled his name. That didn't count. That doesn't count. I mean, I, I think maybe, I don't know. You're, you're still in school. You tell me. But he is a stud, Randy. He had 160-some tackles last year, and now the offense is going to be on the field less time. The defense is going to be on the field more of the time, and he's just going to feast. So, I th- honestly, that was easy. Uh, as far as the offensive rookie of the year, I also win a rookie running back because, Randy, do you know how many rookie wide receivers have won offensive rookie of the year since the year 2000? Um, uh, tell me it was Wes Welker. It was not Wes Welker. There was three of them, Percy Harvin, Odell Beckham Jr., and Anquan Bolden. So I am not going with a wide receiver because the numbers are not in my favor. Uh, I am going David Montgomery because I have been touting David Montgomery forever but I like the Miles Sanders pick. Uh, as far as defensive rookie of the year, to just rip my own heart out, Randy, because I am going to pick a man who's probably most famous clip of his entire college career is at the center of the Spartan Stadium logo, digging it up with his turf or with his cleats, and that is Devin Bush, linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The dude's a monster. He's quick. He's lightning. He can tackle well. He can cover well. He hits hard. He's good. So, and that's a good system for him to be in. The coach of the year, Dan Quinn. I'm, if we're going all in on the Atlanta Falcons, you might as well push all the chips in, Randy. No point to leave one left. Well, there you go. There, there is our previews. You want to wrap this up a little bit of fantasy talk? Yeah, I think that. I think that's what they're here for. I think that's what they're here for. All right, so I am going to real quick. I'm going to give you my fantasy MVP. That's Aaron Rodgers. Did you know that his 4,442 yards last year were the second most of his career, and he only threw two interceptions. He's still Aaron Rodgers, and he's still damn good. The only concern that I have with Aaron Rodgers is that it's almost like uh, the five days of Christmas, four lower leg injuries three concussions, and two clavicle fractures in his career. Four, three, two. He, uh, he's tougher than a, than a $2 stake, but, man, the only thing that's going to slow him down this year is injuries. I really like Geronimo Allison. He's a guy I've been gobbling up everywhere. I mentioned him earlier in the offseason as one of my guys to buy. Uh, obviously, Devontae Adams, just an absolute stud. I think you're going to see Aaron Jones more involved in the pass game, and I think you're finally going to see Aaron Rodgers in a modern – NFL offense, and it's going to be a thing of beauty. Jeremy, who? Jeremy, Jerry, who is your fantasy MVP? Mine is Juju Smith Schuster because I, I debated him to explode. It's, I, I can see why you debated him because I, I honestly think he is going to be what Patrick Mahomes was to quarterbacks last year. I think he's going to just get peppered consistently in an offense that's going to need him to get peppered consistently. 
losing tiers above Moncrief and James Washington, and they're going to need that boy to win. And as a guy that has the Steelers winning the AFC North, I think they will. You know, normally I think vacated uh, targets is a bullshit stat unless the same quarterback and, and offensive coordinator are there. But Pittsburgh had something like 226 vacated targets, if I remember, like a third from last year. And both Randy Fickner, the OC, and Big Ben are still there. So I, I can buy into that. I think even though Juju had, I think it was 150, 160, something like that, I could see him easily getting 200 targets. And I, I, I saw one analyst predicted that Juju would break the all-time targets record. So if any of that comes true, Juju could easily be the fantasy MVP. I want to go to my breakout. And I'm, I'm not victory lapping it or double victory lapping it like I'm going for a, like I, I white flag the first lap and I'm going to checkered flag this second one. But I'm going Devin Singletary. This, so the Buffalo Bills last year, as bad as they were, and I know part of this was Josh Allen, they were sixth in the league last year in rush attempts. Did you know that, Jerry? I did not know that. They were ninth in rushing yards last year and 11th. I didn't in, know that either. And they were 11th in rushing touchdowns. And I, again, I know I, I know a big part of that is Josh Allen, but I know some guys like to call it the Konami code. When you have that Konami code quarterback, and that quarterback can freeze the linebacker, you know, and then they can you know do like a little pitch or like a, like a like a you know like a short handoff or, or whatever. It's it's going to be great. And Devin Singletary, I know he did not wow at the combine. I never faltered. I drafted this man everywhere. I you're in the goat league chats with me. I've been teasing these guys mercifully that I have him in every league that that we are in together because I was a believer and I still you am. You call it teasing, I call it bullying, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine because we you know whatever. So who who is your breakout guy? Okay, so I sort of have two because I'm a cheater and it's our show and I can do what I want. The first one is Evan Ingram. Now I know he's sort of already broken out but I'm not talking about 700 yards. I'm not talking about eight touchdowns. I'm talking about 1,150, 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. I think Evan Ingram is going to be, outside of Saquon Barkley, the only real thing that is consistently in that offense. And I do think Daniel Jones is going to get that starting job sooner rather than later. And that I not to be too cliche, Randy, but... A young quarterback's best friend is a tight end, and Evan Ingram is a good one to do it. The other guy's David Montgomery, but I had him as offensive uh, rookie of the year, so that sort of goes hand in hand. I, uh, I I can dig that. So let's go to the bust. Let's end it up on a on a bad note because that's kind of a dick thing to do. All right, fantasy bust. Kyler Murray, you heard me. He has got the thirtieth ranked offensive line per pro football focus you know the average height of his offensive lineman six foot five every single every single one dj humphreys six foot five jr sweezy six foot five mason cole six foot five justin Pugh, six foot five and then uh marcus gilder six foot six i'm telling you there's no way uh, i heard someone say it i think it's hilarious when kyler murray runs out on the field he looks like a make-a-wish kid you know, getting to uh, like that kid that you you know you see college football teams do the nice thing for, or that that's what Kyler Murray looks like. Man, he is dinky, and I think the Oakland Raiders already in the in the preseason put the blueprint out there. How, how do you you know combat Kyler Murray? You just put bring pe- pressure right up the middle, and, and and force him out on the edges. I don't think he's going to return value. Um, he only completed twenty three of thirty six passes, which is not horrible. 
It was really buoyed by the uh, the third preseason game against the Vikings. I just don't buy it. You know, he threw zero, zero passing touchdowns in the uh, in the preseason, Jerry. Did you know that? I did not know that, and that you know he completed sort of zero makes slant me angry routes. At you for saying it. Did you know he completed zero slant routes? Uh, actually, I did because of the goat league because you like to tell everybody about bully. He, he, bully. He, I, I'm, 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 I'm teasing. Um, and then he completed one pass between the hashes. I'm telling hey, you, man. I'm, God, I'm t- really? I, yeah. Go back and watch it. You can watch it on. I think it's on Twitter. It's definitely on YouTube. I'm telling you, he cannot see over this offensive line. And when you force him to the outside, everything he throws is either a check down to the boundary. I'm sorry, either a check down to the running back or a pass to the boundary, which just makes the defense's life easier. Because the wide receivers pin between the defensive back and the the, uh, out-of-bounds line, and they just push him right out of bounds. It's the damnedest thing I've seen. I mean, he's taken a couple of deep shots to Andy Isabella, uh, Demarius Bird. Uh, you know, got some in that third preseason game. But good luck. If you're taking this guy to be your QB1 and he's like the currently the QB8 overall in a dynasty, I wish you all the best. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. He's my fantasy bust. Jerry, bring us home with your fantasy bust. So you think Chase Edmonds is a liar then about that vanilla offense? I mean, uh, Jerry, remember my motto. I'll tell you the truth one time. I will lie to you. So maybe, maybe Chase is in that same boat. All right. Well, I'm going to break some more hearts, Randy. Because mine is the other quarterback fanboy that I said I liked earlier. But when it comes to redraft this year, Baker Mayfield going at QB4. Sorry, I just can't do that. We got quarterbacks that play in domes. We got quarterbacks that play in the sunshine. We got, I just, I can't do it. I've, at four, Randy, tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm crazy. 100% not. He was the QB 18 last year in points per game. And that that does factor out that game three where he came in against the Jets. I think where I have him, I think I have him at QB nine. I think that's totally fair. Do you know he played? You ever been to Cleveland? I, I have. You, you you ever? Let me ask. You've been watching the NFL for a long time. You ever seen any really bad weather games in Cleveland? Uh, yeah. That that yes, that, I have. that 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 could sap some fantasy points. Here's you, the you, thing. Let me let me just add another sure. thing. As a Great Lakes person, if you have ever felt lake effect snow the bitterness where it hurts when you breathe when you go outside and now you have to try and throw a football that's windy and spinning and it's wet and here's the other thing for those of you that are southern when you catch a football when it's cold it stings and it's awful and and i'm not worried about baker throwing through through the wind there I'm just worried about. I think at the end of the day, that Baker ba- Baker's going to be that product that that you buy, that you're really excited for. You're excited to get it home. I don't know a new TV, a, a new tablet, whatever it is. You're excited to get it home, and after you get it out of the package and you use it a little bit, it's cool. It's it's doing what you thought it would do, but at the end of the at the end of the day, you're going to look back at Baker and you're going to be like, yeah, you know, he was fine. You know, like when your wife's mad at you, she's like, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's really not. I mean, but, you, Baker, know, you could have bought the cheaper brand and gotten the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. I think you're going to look back. I think Baker's going to finish somewhere between QB 8 and 12, which is a big improvement. Yeah. Something certainly to build on going into 2020. But I think redraft players, especially in Dynasty owners, will be like, man, that wasn't what I thought I was going to get. One of those type things. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'll tell you, with you. I'll tell you what else makes sense, Jerry, is we're going to be right back here on Wednesday with another addition of the Dynasty Warzone. Uh, what else you got before I let you go uh, Let you go on about your marriage? You probably got like clothes to wash and you have to unpack from vacation. 
I still got some sand in some of my socks and stuff, so that's not good. Uh, that that that's that is the the it's remnants of a better time is what you consider that sand. So uh, speaking of a better time, we hope you had a better time this last hour with Jerry and I. We'll be right back here with you tomorrow for our week one. You believe week one, Jerry? <laughs> I am so ready. We will be back with the week one preview kickoff show here on the Dynasty Warzone. Remember, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you tomorrow. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com.